I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, a look at music's effect on our everyday lives. I have with me today my first under-18 guest, Grace Lundeen, who just finished her junior year of high school. Grace has an older sister who has been a longtime piano student of mine and just graduated from high school and is leaving me to go to college out of state. And Grace also has a younger brother who has been good friends with my son, Eric, ever since they were in free school. So I have had the privilege of getting to know two of Grace's siblings down through the years, but I have not had the chance to get to know Grace very much. So I was really intrigued when her mother, Julie, just happened to casually mention recently that Grace had just published a 13-song album on Spotify this spring. So, of course, I wanted details, and Julie told me I honestly had nothing to do with it. You'll have to ask Grace. So, Grace, thank you so much for agreeing to answer my questions and tell us about your experience writing and creating these songs and putting them out into the world. Welcome to Enhance Life with Music. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, Grace, one thing that I am so impressed with is that you are both ordinary and extraordinary. You are ordinary in the sense that you were born into a normal family. You go to school, you work. It's not that you were born into a family that was in the musical business and surrounded by musicians holding your hand and making this happen, which is one reason I know you are extraordinary, completely on your own. You've written all these songs, performed and recorded them and gotten them out there. And that takes initiative and intentionality and courage, among other things. I don't know many teenagers who have spent the extra time that came with quarantine doing that. So kudos (laughs) to you. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your album. It's called Broken Expectations. Yep. So um, starting off with the title, since you brought that up, um, I really didn't know where this album was going to go, but I knew that whatever my expectation of it was, it would be broken. So I decided to go with broken expectations because, you know, whatever you really expect, my album is not going to, it's going to break that expectation. Okay. So that's where the title came from. How did it all start? Like, when did you start writing the 13 songs that are in the album? I started writing these songs in seventh and eighth grade. So a couple years ago, um, to kind of cope with life at that time. Um, but I never actually finished any of them. So then I went back a year ago or so, and then I wrote off the endings and I decided to do something more with them and just keep it to myself. Okay. And when you started writing the songs in seventh grade, at that point, what was your musical background in terms of learning to play an instrument or sing or having any lessons? Um, I started playing the viola in fifth grade and then I played all the way up until ninth grade. So that was really, besides listening to music, that was really the only musical education I had. Um, but then I also got a ukulele towards the beginning of eighth grade, end of seventh. So then that was another big chunk that went into making this album. Cause then I had an instrument to go along with it that I could play while I was singing. Mm-hmm. And the viola, your experience playing that in grades fifth through ninth, that was in the school orchestra. Yes. Okay. So tell us about your ukulele. Like, how did you end up getting one? How did you decide you wanted one? What kind do you have? Well, I decided that I wanted one for Christmas just as something kind of fun to do. So I put it on my wish list and my parents got one for me. And that very day, I started looking up music and trying to finger the chords and 
figure out how it all worked out. I also recently purchased a plug-in ukulele that I could use um, at variety shows and at church and stuff like that when I play in the band. So I have two now. Mm. So when you say plug-in, is it some kind of an electronic ukulele? Yep, it's electric acoustic. So you can play it without plugging it in or you can plug it in. And either way, it plays the same, but just louder. Okay, okay. So it makes it easier to amplify and maybe record too. Yeah. Yeah, what equipment have you been using to record your songs? Well, I... It's kind of a studio on a budget. Um, I wasn't sure how this album was going to go, so I didn't want to go out and spend a bunch of money on professional equipment. Um, So I was sitting in my closet with blankets put up to try to muffle the sound, and then I had my um, earbud headphone wrapped around the handle of a water bottle so it was close to my mouth, and then I would record into that. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Love it. It's not real unlike a lot of podcasters use. They're they're set up on a budget. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. And when you self-learned the ukulele, was it YouTube videos that you were mostly looking at or some other kind of instructional tutorial? Well, I didn't actually watch any tutorials, um, but on most ukulele chord websites, if you wanted to play a song, they have at the top of the page what chords you'll need to know and then how your fingers are placed on the strings of the ukulele. So it's pretty easy to just look at the picture and figure out where your fingers are supposed to go and then go from there. So that's that's really how I learned. And I mean, there's only four strings, so there's not too many notes you can learn uh-huh. at first. So then it just kind of keeps building as you play more. Sure. When you started writing the songs in seventh grade, was it mostly the lyrics or was it also the melody or just the melody, both? Well, it started out as just the lyrics because I didn't plan on doing anything with them. And then, like I said, once I got my ukulele, then I was kind of like, putting two and two together and I was like oh I could make make songs instead Mm -hmm. of just having lyrics so then that was when the musical portion of it came in okay and when you started writing the words the lyrics did you think of them as song lyrics or did you think of it as just kind of journaling or writing a poem um you know I never really thought about it I feel like I was just kind of writing and that was the way it came out was in song lyrics but I wasn't I wasn't really planning on making songs out of them, if that makes sense. But it just, mm-hmm. that was how it fell. Okay. What what do you think caused you to write them in that form? Were you used to doing journaling and it just sort of morphed into this song lyric type form? Or was there something else that inspired you to use that as a way to cope with some tough times? Well, I did go through a poetic phase around that time, too. And I I was also into a lot of like acoustic music at that time. And then Mm -hmm. it kind of clicked in my brain that poems were just song lyrics, but you needed an extra bridge or an extra melody or something like that. So I think I started writing poems and then it morphed into writing song lyrics once I realized that song lyrics are just poems with a little extra. Mm, Yeah. And you have a YouTube channel. Tell us about that. I do. Yeah, I started that. I think it was two years ago now. I was inspired to just do some covers and post them on YouTube. So I set up my phone on my desk and then I recorded myself playing the ukulele and making a cover. And my first cover was Saturn by Sleeping at Last. And I think that was a good way to start because it it's short and it's sweet, but it's still there's still a wide range of things you can do within the song to make it kind of pop. Okay. 
The songs on your album, they have kind of a sad beginning and then the endings tend to be more positive. Tell us about the kind of the evolution of the different songs on your album. Yeah. So uh, like I was saying, I was using music as kind of a coping mechanism in seventh and eighth grade. And so those were kind of the dark parts of the song where I was just, you know, writing what I was feeling and just trying to get it out. But then I didn't finish them. So when I went back like a year ago or so, I tried to make the endings a little more upbeat and happy so that the whole song wasn't just sad straight through. Okay. Were you feeling a little more upbeat and happy, even though we were going through quarantine? <laughs> was it during yeah. quarantine that you finished writing up? Well, no, it was earlier than that, right? Yeah, there was one song that I finished while I was actually recording the album. Okay. Um, But other than that, all the songs are finished maybe a month or two before I decided to go further with my album. Okay. And at what point in the whole pandemic were we? Must have been early May around then was when I decided to take action. But I finished the song sometime in March, besides the one that I kept going on. Okay. So sometime in March, which is when things were starting to develop with schools shutting down and Uh things like that. Okay. Do you, how many other teenagers do you know who have albums on Spotify? Well, I actually just know of one, um, Ian Anthony. He was actually, he helped me kind of produce my songs and make them sound a little bit better. But he also has an album on Spotify that came out this year. Okay. And so I reached out to him to talk about how I could start my album because I knew that he had already made his own. So he kind of walked me along the process and helped me out. Okay. And how similar is his album in terms of, is it also instrumental and vocal? Is it just instrumental? His album is also vocals and instrumental. He has a couple more instruments. He plays the guitar and there's also piano and some drums in his songs, whereas mine are just voice and ukulele. Okay. But some of your songs do have some other sounds in there. Tell us about how those came to be in this part of the songs. Yeah, so that was all Ian, actually. I sent him... Well, the first song I recorded was Headlights, and I asked him to just look it over, and he kind of edited it a little bit, and then he made a remix track for it and was like, hey, can you sing along to this? So I did, and then that was how the Headlights remix came to be, and with Nevermind, I sent him my original demo, and he updated some of the lyrics and kind of switched things around and asked if I wanted to play around with it, and I said, sure, so then we came up with that one, too. Okay. Tell us about the process of taking that music that you've created and getting it onto the Spotify platform. Where do you start with that process? I went through a website called TuneCore, which they're a distributing website. So you sign up and you click, you know, start an album or whatever, and you can put in your album cover and your name and what you want the album to be called. And then You can add as many tracks as you need. So what I did is I planned out all my song titles. And then when I finished a file, I would put it into where the song title was. And then once you finish your album, you have to pay, I think it's $30 for an album. And then you can just choose what platforms you want it to go to. And you send it off. Okay. So some similarities there too with podcasting, because with podcasting, there's also a host who actually stores your your files and then sends them out to wherever you want them sent, whether it's Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever. Yep, yep. 
Huh, interesting. And tell us about the cover that you put in when you uploaded all of these files to TuneCord. The cover of your album is a cool picture. Tell us how that came to be. Sure. Um, That picture was actually taken, I think it was one or two years ago, by my friend. We went out and we did a photo shoot on the last day of school. And that was one of the pictures. And I think it it kind of fits with the title of Broken Expectations, because when you look at that picture, you're thinking it's going to be like an upbeat album all the way through. And then it's it's not at the beginning of each song. And so it's kind of like half and half. Mm. And I thought that was really cool that the album cover itself was a broken expectation. Ah, I like it. Since you have stuff on Spotify, you have your songs on Spotify, tell us how that works with royalties, with how many streams translate into a royalty, how you get that. I'm actually not very versed in the royalties yet. I'm still kind of learning about those. Mm -hmm. But I know that there's a Spotify app for artists where you can see your streams and like what songs are most popular and where people are listening to your songs. For every 1,000 streams um, you get, you get seven fifty in profit. And that's so $7.50, that's... huh? Yes. It doesn't yep. seem like much. No, it's really <laughs> not. Well, you, I understand, have also done some other musical activities. Like, you've auditioned for The Voice. Can you tell us yes, about that I experience? Um, well, I actually auditioned twice. Um, the last one was on June 25th. But then last year, on June 22nd, my mom and I, we drove down to Chicago, and I auditioned there. And they were, it was really cool. There were so many people, and they gathered us all together and then kind of took us off in chunks. And then you went up to an audition room, and you sang for them. And then they told you right there if you're going to go on to the next round, which I didn't. But it was still a really cool experience. And then the recent one, on the 25th, That was an online one because we're in a pandemic right now, Uh so you can't really go anywhere. So I, again, I recorded myself and then they gave me an email about an hour later saying if I passed or not, which I did not. But again, it was still a cool experience and I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And when they tell you whether or not you're advancing to the next round, do they give you any feedback at all? No, just basic stuff like keep trying, expand your vocal horizons, stuff like that. Okay. So fairly general, generic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nothing too specific. Okay. Well, I really admire that too, that you're willing to get yourself out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there and get the experience that comes with that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Do you have any musical plans or goals for senior year coming up or beyond senior year? I'm thinking about starting a second album just because it's something to do. um, And I have a couple ideas for songs, but I don't really have any set plans. I just I'm going to kind of wait and see what happens and just kind of go wherever I want to go in the future, I guess. But nothing set. Uh Uh-huh. What recommendations would you have for someone, whether it's another young person or someone older? So regardless of age, what recommendations would you have to someone who likes to write songs and wants to put their music out there, whether it's on Spotify or another platform? I would just say, I mean, just start like your songs at the beginning. They might not be very good, but it takes time and it takes practice to get some stuff that you like. And once you have a couple, I mean, you can share them with other people or I mean, I kind of kept my album to myself until I made it public. But I mean, just starting and writing is my main thing. Mm Because once you start, then it's kind of easy to keep the ball rolling. Whereas if you're like, oh, I just want to write good songs at the beginning. Well, that usually doesn't happen. So if you're waiting for that, then you're not going to get anywhere. 
Uh-huh. Just start. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> There's a book called What Music Means to Me by Richard Reino, and it's this wonderful collection of pictures and answers to that question from a wide spectrum of people. How would you answer the question, what does music mean to you? What does music mean to me? Um, I think that music is an escape and an outlet for I mean, there's really, there's always an occasion for music, no matter what you listen to or what you play. I mean, whenever you're feeling any type of emotion, music is a good way to express that. I think that music is, it's really powerful because it can shift your mood or it can amplify your mood or it can create a whole nother mood that you didn't even know you were going to feel. So yeah, I'd say music is an outlet and it's an escape. Mm -hmm. I ask all my guests to close out our conversation with a musical ending. I call it a coda by sharing a song or a story about a moment that music enhanced your life. Is there a song or a story that you can share with us today? I thought it would be cool if I shared the first song I recorded, um, Headlights. That was since that was the first song I recorded, it holds a special place in my heart because that was kind of the starting stage yeah. and like that was re- really pushed everything forward. But in that song, I mean, all my songs sound kind of echoey because of the low quality microphone I was using. But that <laughs> song, I think that how it sounds kind of muffled and echoey really adds to the mood of the song and how mm-hmm. it's about taking a chance and then being shut down and kind of closing in on yourself and you're. You're not really sure what to do next. So I I like that about the song. And then in the ending, a little fun Easter egg is there's some pounding, I guess, in the like at the very end of the song. And that was because my grandpa is actually redoing my parents bedroom right now. <laughs> I mean, their bathroom. Yeah. And so he was taking off some of the tile and I tried to record around when he was hammering, but <laughs> that sneaked in there. So your grandpa added some percussion to your track. <laughs> yes, he did. Yep. The night we met, you were driving in the rain. I turned my head to look, but I didn't want to strain. My necks I would turn my back to the flames. But I stopped with a chill when I heard you call my name. Shamed. You broke. 
all the pieces like my time was a game Next time it comes you won't catch me in the rain so much to Grace for sharing her song and her story with us today. Keep up the great work, Grace. I'm sure you've inspired some listeners to either collect their feelings into the structure of lyrics or to teach themselves to play an instrument or to take that final step to record their music and put it out into the world. If this topic was inspiring for any of you listeners, you may be interested in checking out episode 43 as well. That guest tells his story of becoming a songwriter and also creating an app that you may be interested in if you enjoy songwriting. The app is called We Should Write Sometime. I have some exciting news to share that I stumbled on this past week. If you follow any of my social media feeds, you may have seen this already. I discovered that Enhanced Life with Music is on Chartable's top 200 music podcasts list for both the USA and global lists. So a huge thank you goes to you listeners for tuning in and listening and sharing the show with others. I wish I could say I was savvy enough to have been watching these lists, but I was just digging around online looking for some other stats and came across Chartable's dashboard. And it was a huge treat to see the show on the list. It was number 117 on the U.S. list and not as high, but still in the top 200 for the global list. And the show has downloads in over 14 different countries. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and joining me on this delightful learning experience. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.